what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about potential today, which is something that I absolutely love. In fact, it is why I do what I do and why I show up and do what I do every day. But it's not something that is guaranteed and our potential is under attack. So we got to talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through some context and then true to form, if you're new here, I'm going to give you some practical things that you can do to really apply this word because this is spirit-filled real talk after all and I don't want you to just get the talk and the truth. I want you to apply it in your life so that you can actually experience the results and the transformation of it, all right? Now, I will say too, if you are new here, make sure that you go visit julianapage.com. It is undergoing a website upgrade currently, and I am launching the God's Vibes Mastermind. And this is amazing. It is something that, man, when I was a brand new baby believer, I would have loved to plug into. And no matter what stage of your journey and your relationship with God that you're on, this is over six different course courses that you can really study and learn from in your own experience. There's live coaching, there's a private community, there's so much involved here that you may want to dive into. So you can find information about that over at julianapage.com. I also released two books recently called Rule and Reign, The Faith Walker Manual, and also Stepping Into Royalty. So you can find all the books over at julianapage.com. And then as far as coaching and getting some accountability in your support in your life to to really help you track with God, you can find different ways to connect with me over at julianapage.com. It's also where you can find links to social media and get on my newsletter. All right, so let's dive into this. So as I was saying, potential doesn't guarantee success, right? We're not guaranteed that just because we have potential, we're going to be successful. Now, I saw many worst case scenarios in my own life that were enough to freak me out (laughs) to really want to start investigating the cards that I was dealt and the potential that is buried inside of me. I wanted to really, really do some self-mastery work very early on. So I'm a bit obsessed with this topic. But the potential to produce does not guarantee performance, nor does the quantity of fruit guarantee its quality, right? You may have a good idea, for example, that produces mediocrity results, right? Mediocre results. Or you may have big dreams that amount to very little. This is true because being pregnant and pregnancy is no guarantee of fruitfulness. Okay, and performance is not insured by plans and dreams. Okay, 
So really what happens, pregnancy and performance match when potential to produce is properly cared for and developed. Okay, this is huge. So an important key to producing what you're capable of is spending the necessary time and effort to promote the development of your talent. Simply said, you must cultivate and feed your potential. This is not a guarantee, meaning it is not automatic. And I wish somebody would have told me this too, that investing in yourself is not a luxury and it is not a waste of time. This in fact is a non-negotiable. Only you have the responsibility for developing what has been placed on the inside of you. Nobody else can do that for you. They can speak really charming and exciting messages, but only you by the power of the Holy Spirit and God working his nature out of you can develop your potential. Okay, so we see this in the Bible too, where we hear about Adam and the Bible says that God gave Adam the responsibility of working the garden. Okay, there's a good news Bible that says cultivating the garden. So man, we were created to have a cultivating ministry by making the earth grow richer as we give to it, feed it, and add to it, okay? So we're not meant to just, you know, be here and kind of haphazardly live our lives. We're literally meant to give to the earth, feed the earth, add to it, all right? So potential in this case is like soil. It must be worked and fed to produce fruits. And King Solomon, one of my fave mentors, he said that really this process of releasing fruitfulness is in Proverbs 25. He said, the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters. Oof, right? But a man of understanding draws them out. So think of a well. I grew up in the country, so we actually did have a well that you could drop a bucket in and pull it up. So picture that visual. right? Unless you actually start pursuing the things of God, unless you start really seeking God and discovering who you are in God and the gifts and the talent and the treasure that he's put on the inside of you, right? You're not going to have an understanding or the knowledge or the wisdom to actually steward any of that. So in your heart are these beautiful, beautiful purposes that God placed there, but it's on you to seek them out, okay? So understanding and wisdom are the keys to success of a man's mission. It actually says this in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. It says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Okay, so his race, really, man's race here, what we're seeing is that it's to maximize everything God has given us, okay? And this begins by knowing what God requires of us and how he expects us to reach the finish line. So the primary principle in cultivating our life 
and a life of maximum living is to destroy ignorance, okay, by pursuing knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The word actually says, above all things, get understanding, get wisdom, get knowledge, right? It's something that we can't afford to just live our lives in ignorance, right? Or make excuses for why, you know, we're not developing our potential, okay? So the Lord doesn't leave us alone in this, which is what I love, okay? So God's wisdom and knowledge become available to us when we are connected to him through the presence of his Holy Spirit, okay? And an understanding of his ways and the discovery of his purposes are part of the treasure he has given us. And that's why relationship, not religion, is so important. We don't want to just, you know, read a verse a day or check off all these points, you know, check boxes on our list of things that make us a quote unquote good believer, right? Or a good follower of Christ. It's about relationship and being connected to God and being led by him and experiencing his presence, right? So it actually says in the word here, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in his, those who walk, oh, okay, let me say this again. (laughs) He is a shield to those who, whose walk is blameless for he guards the course and he guards the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be a pleasure to your soul. Okay, so this is Proverbs 2, 6 to 10, okay? So the search for for knowledge, what this is revealing is that it requires effort, okay? You must seek it like a treasure that is precious to you. So just think about, you know, just scan your life for a second. What are the things that you actually pursue, that you actually put effort into? It might be a business, it might be a relationship, it might be a job, it might be your education, right? But it requires effort and it's no different with our relationship with God, right? And if you think about a relationship, nobody likes, well, I can't say that for sure, but many that that really want a deep relationship will not be satisfied with a shallow surface level one. It's just not going to work, right? So it's similar with God. God is a deep God. There's so many mysteries, right, that we actually get to pursue. That's a privilege to pursue them. So sometimes it requires a mindset shift, okay? And what I have found is that knowledge must always precede action. Or, here's what's going to happen, much time and effort will be wasted through misguided efforts and dead-end directions, Think about it. God, who planned your life and granted you the potential to fulfill his plans, works for you and with you when you seek to know him and understand and follow his ways. Okay? And when we neglect what he's given us, when we neglect really developing a relationship with him and growing in our knowledge of him and following and really tracking with him or making sure that our lives align with his promises, with his truth, right? When we neglect doing that, there's consequences. And a lot of that is misguided effort, wasted time, wasted energy, dead-end directions and decisions. It's not fun, (laughs) right? 
and knowledge. We live in an information age, right? I remember learning about this in journalism, right? Because journalism has changed so much over the years. It was initially about informing the public good, right? And there were so many ways to get a story out to the people, right? And now knowledge is everywhere with the internet, with everything online. So although knowledge may surround us, unless we apply it to our situation or use it to inform our decisions, it's actually useless to us, okay? So that's why, and this is one of my, if I have a pet peeve, this is one of them. <laughs> like going and going to a conference, paying a lot of money to go to a conference and expose yourself to a lot of knowledge, but then having no plan, no strategy, no intention of actually applying what you set out to go get. So frustrating. The statistics are actually really devastating of people that go to conferences. It's around 70% that don't apply what they learn to their lives within three months, I believe the, the statistic is. Crazy. Crazy, okay? So no matter what information you're exposed to, unless you apply it, it's really useless to you. And no matter how great your dream is, for example, if you don't have the information relative to your plan, forget it, right? So for example, in my own story, I had a lot of exposure to a lot of great education, a lot of great conferences, a lot of great books, a lot of great mentors, a lot of great materials, right? And a lot of this was self-sought too, but because it was self-sought <laughs> and self-taught, right? I'm missing out on all of the knowledge, wisdom, understanding of the kingdom. I didn't have that to operate from, right? I was oblivious to that, okay? And that was a hard reality to actually embrace and accept. So there's absolutely no, no condemnation, no judgment here, right? But I had to accept that if you find yourself in a similar place, I had to accept that I don't know the things of God, I don't know God. But the only way I'm gonna start finding them out is if I pursue God with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my spirit, all of my strength, right? That's the only way I'm gonna know. So that's what I set out to do, right? And that's what radically changed and transformed my life completely, okay? So yes, we can suffer from being ignorant for sure, right? But God doesn't want us to be there, okay? so. If you think about it, ignorance is really something that can affect how God answers our prayers because we ask for things we don't need or that we shouldn't even want. So to be able to ask rightly, we can't be ignorant. To ask rightly, we must understand how we operate, how the devil operates, and how the world operates, and then how God operates. So there's different dimensions to this, and that's why it requires wisdom, knowledge, understanding. They all work together. And so asking God, for example, to do something for us before we understand the aspects of our situation um, is really wasting our time, right? He must really wait on us to 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 seek him to pursue him in order to get involved in some of the prayers that we pray so simple truth we need good information to make right decisions okay without that we're going to have twisted values and a lot of our ignorance of god's will and his ways is twisted because of our obsession with social media really and the things of the world because because what we start to do what starts to happen here is we devalue what god values and elevate what is insignificant to him okay so 
it's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, the, the verse that I would have you go look at for that is 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But really and truly, God created us to show forth his power. But we are more interested in success by the world's standards. Okay, and a lot of times we, we can't discern the difference between the world and the kingdom. Okay, and frankly, our potential will be wasted if we don't allow God to cleanse our sight and redirect our values, right? Because we don't know what we don't know sometimes. But if we refuse to pursue the things of God and grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that ignorance is definitely going to block us from what God has in mind, okay? So here, here's another way to say this. Okay, you can really escape what I call a purposeless existence as you become aware of the world's standards and compare them carefully with God's. I know when I started doing this comparison study, I was quite surprised by what I found, <laughs> right? And, and even the, some of the things that I was led to value that, that God didn't value at all, right? Again, it was flipping my world upside down, but it was the best thing I could do. Uncomfortable for sure, but the best thing that I could do. So I would venture to say that our world is sick because we value the wrong things and we really don't know what to value. So cutting to the chase here, how do we cultivate and feed the talents, the skills and the abilities that we do possess? That might be a question that you have in your heart right now. And so the definition nerd over here is going to tell you a couple things. To cultivate means to prepare and work to promote growth, okay? To improve growth by labor and attention, to develop and refine by education and training, and to seek or promote, such as a friendship. To feed something means that we supply nourishment, we provide as food, we furnish for consumption, and to satisfy, minister, or gratify. So all of these definitions, they really imply that the process is to be beneficial, not harmful, which is really good news, okay? So when you invest in the good news, you get some good news, right? If the provisions do not supply nourishment that is essential for growth, they are not truly feeding us. Likewise, if the activity and attention do not help us to develop, refine, improve, and promote our ability, skills, and talents, they cannot truly be called cultivation. So this is another opportunity to scan your life, right? Are the things that you're exposing yourself to, are they, you know, really helping you to grow and develop? Are you invested in any kind of education or training right now? Are you really cultivating things that are helping you evolve practices, habits, right? Think about that. Could even be, I mean, we'll get into this in a second. I'll break this down. Okay, so the wealth, if you think about this deeply, the wealth of our potential cannot be exposed and fulfilled in an instant. Dang it, <laughs> right? Like this instant gratification culture is like right now. But we must, again, what I said at the top of this message, we must exert effort to cultivate what God has given us. And we must exercise care to fertilize and water it properly. Okay. As specific plants require certain nutrients and conditions to grow, so we must provide the right nourishment and environment to encourage the maximizing of our potential. 
right? These specifications have been set by God who created us and to ignore them is to invite death. So I don't know about you, but I didn't really cultivate or keep plants growing up. And recently I have them all over my house now. And every one of them is so different. It's crazy. And if you move it like an inch, it affects everything. And some need to be placed outside periodically. Some can only handle so much water. Some like love the shade, but only want morning sunlight. It's random, right? And each one is so specific. And that's so true of all of us as well. So that's really when you hear you know, quotes or hashtags about value your uniqueness or whatever that happens to be, that's really, really important to start learning more about how God wired you, okay? Now, when it comes to developing potential, I believe that our potential has really three dimensions and each dimension affects the other one, which is so important to think about an integrated approach here, okay? So these three dimensions are our body, our soul, and our spirit. So what I'm going to do now is walk through different ways to feed and cultivate these different areas, okay, and leave you with a call to action, all right? So let's start with the body here first, okay? Your body, just plainly, right? This is not, again, how the world sees the body, but your body is a precise machine that requires proper food, exercise, and rest, all right? Don't believe me? Remove those things from your life and watch what happens, right? If you're not eating the proper foods, if you're not exercising, if you're not getting good rest, right, which could be even a mental break or a nap or even like a really good night's sleep, if you're not getting those things, everything else usually starts falling apart, right? healthy food, regular exercise, and scheduled periods of rest like the Sabbath, right, are essential for our bodies to operate at their maximum potential, okay? So basic, basic knowledge, right, in science lets us know that our physical health deteriorates with sweets, fats, or other harmful foods that are stuffed into the body. Literally, we lessen our body's strength and endurance, okay? And if exercise is missing from the te- our routine or if we're not getting proper rest, we are literally throwing our body into exhaustion, okay? So we need to learn how to cultivate and, and feed our body what it requires, okay? And set that as a priority in our lives, okay? So we have to preserve and protect our body from pollutants so that we don't get sick. The word actually says it like this. It's in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Therefore, honor God with your body. So this includes what you eat. This includes what you expose your body to. So, you know, if you just are exposing your body to a lot of toxins and smoke and alcohol and all sorts of things that just shut down your immune system, and then you expect to have full immunity, that doesn't make sense, right? We have to use wisdom when it comes to stewarding care for our bodies. And it requires investigating and discovering for yourself, what does rest look like? right? Is that more quiet time with God? How much? How often? Right? Is it, you know, walks out in nature, 
What is it for you that really helps you rest and unwind? And are you actually going to give that the level of priority that it needs in your life? Okay. So your body functions well when you use it for what it's intended for, okay? That's why there's that, that scripture as well, without vision, the people perish, okay? So when you're living a purpose-driven life, you start viewing how you care for yourself differently. There's some things that you can do and some things that you no longer can do, right? And that's your responsibility, okay? So really, really think about that. Each of us get to give an account for what we do with our bodies, okay? So nobody else can take care of your body like you. So give it the nutrition that it needs, the rest that it needs, the exercise that it needs. This doesn't mean that you have to go to Orange Theory and pay a lot of money for exercise, right? This doesn't mean that you have to eat a totally organic diet and only buy from a store that doesn't seem like a fit to you. But this requires using wisdom, having knowledge and understanding about how you care for your body. Okay. Next, your soul. Okay. And your soul consists of your mind, your will, think about your willpower and your decision-making power, your authority and your emotions, mind, will, emotions. Okay. So what goes into your mind? You've got to realize this. What goes into your mind always influences what comes out of you. Okay, so if you're watching, you know, disrespectful uh, images and messages, right, that's going to start coming out of you. Okay, and you really want to intentionally convert your mind by filling it with godly, uplifting materials, feed it God's word instead of, you know, junk novels, or if you spend time reading romantic fiction, right? You might get some unrealistic expectations of your spouse, for example. So turn on a sermon or a YouTube sermon or video, right? And take part in a small group Bible study and start cultivating knowledge of God's word or really use your moments of leisure to uplift rather than tear down, okay? So if it's not gonna help build your faith or help renew your mind or help you make wise decisions or help you manage your emotions and take control of your emotions, it's probably not a good thing to expose yourself to, right? Because we really do become what we surround ourselves with. So that's really important to pay attention to that. So as you cultivate your mind, spend time each week in some serious Bible study or research on a topic that you don't know that much about, right? And you can really attend concerts or lectures and evening classes at a community college or uh, pursue some sort of formal education, okay? Like there's things that you can do. You can actually use resources that are available to your mind to inspire you to cultivate your dreams and reach for new goals. So your mind, especially our imagination too, is one of the most powerful tools that God created us to have for the good of mankind. Now, are you using that for that? Think about that. I just challenge you to think about that. Now, when it comes to your soul, this is about discipline, <laughs> our favorite word, right? And discipline is training or teaching someone or something to obey a particular command or to live by a certain standard. And as children of God, the standard is not perfection, it's excellence, okay? And the discipline of your will is particularly important because the will is the decision maker, if you refuse to discipline your will, you won't be successful in fulfilling your potential because your will determines your decision decisions which govern your potential, okay? So if we don't train our will, in other words, to be subjected to God's wisdom and purposes, 
we basically forfeit the purpose for which we've been born and our potential is wasted. Okay, self-discipline is the highest expression of self-management, which is manifested in a disciplined will. Okay, so for example, cultivating our soul requires that we control our emotions. (laughs) right? Too often we allow our emotions to control us instead of controlling them. So, you know, tantrums, we can, we're adults, right? But we can still have tantrums, tantrums, anger, you know, all of that stuff are emotions out of control. It's emotions that are, it's, it's letting our emotions run wild because we don't have wisdom. We don't have understanding. We're not taking control, right? And wisdom is shelter. It's protection. Okay. It's something that helps us be patient. It's something that helps us act uprightly by the power of this Holy Spirit. Okay. So it's really important. Jesus said that the soul is the most important dimension of our makeup because the soul is both our receiving center and our distribution center. It receives information through our physical senses and discernment through our spirit, and it sends direction back to both body and spirit, okay? So in other words, our soul processes information from both physical and spiritual, okay? Uh, Jesus said, it's in Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. The word meek does not mean weak, but rather controlled power. How cool is that? Or a disciplined energy. So self-discipline will cause God to trust us to manage more of the earth's resources. That's why it says, to whom much is given, much is required. God can trust us with more if we do well in in stewarding really what we currently have. But too often, the soul is neglected and to just pick up any kind of information and it's not good for our spirit at all. So we can maximize our potential by cultivating and feeding our soul so that our spirit may fellowship with God. So a way that I like to... And God really is the source of all of our potential. So I, as a boundary, really pay attention to when I am getting distracted or too busy because when I'm usually in those places, the best doesn't come out of me and I'm not able to hear God on the same level, which is a problem for me, (laughs) right? So I pay a lot of close attention to how I manage my soul because of that. And then lastly, cultivating and feeding your spirit. A verse that I love is this one. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance to the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. That's Romans 8, 5 to 6. So, The secret wisdom of God concerning our potential cannot influence our life if his spirit is not present in our heart because only God's spirit knows and understands God's plans and purposes for us. These were written long before our birth. They contain the information we need to live up to the fullest potential that God placed on the inside of us and to achieve everything we've been sent on earth to do. So attaining our maximum potential is impossible if we do not cultivate and feed our spirit by hooking ourselves up to God and abiding in him. This is John 15, 1 through 8, and this is my belief system. This is my mantra, God's vibes matter. It means hooking up to God's wisdom, to God's power, to God's spirit every day and abiding in him. That's home base. 
right? And we, by nature as humans, will drift. That's just going to be what happens, right? Like a ship out at sea, it's going to inevitably drift by the waves of life. However, we have a home base and a source to anchor us and to come back to in every moment, okay? So, so important. So here is what I want to, I'm just going to do a recap here. Cultivating and feeding our potential is really key to maximizing it. As we pay attention to the fertilizer we give our body, our soul, our spirit, and the work we do to keep them healthy by the manufacturer's specifications, not the world's or the opinion of man, right? We will be surprised and delighted by the many things we can accomplish and the satisfaction, which is so huge, and joy in life we experience. So we experience a whole nother level okay, of joy and satisfaction and fulfillment when we were doing what we were put on this earth to do by God's empowerment, okay? So we must cultivate and feed our potential according to God's specifications and with his materials. So here's a couple of principles to recap, okay? Number one, the potential to produce fruit does not guarantee either fruitfulness or the quality of the fruits. Number two, potential must be worked or cultivated and fed to produce fruit. Effort is required. Number three, ignorance messes up the next generation because God rejects both those who reject knowledge and their children. That's deep. Number four, God designed the potential of your body, your soul, and your spirit to be maximized by specific fertilizers and environments that promote positive growth and development. Number five, cultivate and feed your body by getting the proper food, exercise, and rest, by using it with discretion, and by preserving and protecting it from pollutants. Number six, cultivate and feed your soul by feeding your mind positive, godly information, by disciplining your will to discover and live by God's wisdom and purposes, and by governing your emotions with God's truth. And number seven, cultivate and feed your spirit by living from God's secret wisdom dispensed through his Holy Spirit. This is a powerful word. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, may I recommend that you do so now? (laughs) You can also screenshot this episode to remember to go back and listen a few times or even add some comments as well. And the call to action that I have for you today is think about your potential, okay? Think about this beautiful potential that God put as treasure on the inside of you. What are you doing to pull up that potential, to develop that potential, to feed that potential? Because it's only when we start doing that, it's only when we start cultivating that we start recognizing what our purpose is. We start recognizing what we're on this earth to do for such a time as this. We start seeing what God is doing in this season or how he wants to grow and develop us in this season. So think about those dimensions, your body, your soul, or your spirit? What are you doing to actually feed and cultivate and work out your potential in all of those areas? Are there adjustments to the body dimension that you can make? 
better habits, better eating habits, better rest habits, better exercise habits, right? Are there areas where you're trying to just pour, force and push and really those aren't working out for you? Maybe God has a better strategy and you can pray for God to reveal that strategy to you when it comes to taking care of your body, right? Maybe with your soul, you actually haven't invested in emotional management or you've never done inner deep soul healing or invested in therapy in its many forms, right? Or maybe you've never worked with a coach and actually applied strategy and accountability to what it is that you're here to do, right? We can't do these things alone. That's as simple as it is, right? And you can pray and ask God to guide you to the materials, to the programs, to the education, to the therapist, to the coaches, to whomever it is that he has to serve you in that season. And he absolutely will. But you will have to go through a process and put forth the effort and see that all the way through. So whether that's a recovery program, whether that's working with a coach, investing in a therapist, sometimes at the same time, I know to this day I have what I call an advisory board. <laughs> so I've got spiritual covering. I've got a therapist. I have my own coach. And it really keeps me accountable, again, to... The work I do as a coach, it, it helps me to process and make sure that I'm taking care of myself or sense quickly if anything's out of alignment so I can make adjustments. It's just part of what is required for me to function with excellence. So I just encourage you to pray to God about that if there's an area that he's leading for you to grow and develop as it relates to your soul, again, your mind, your will, your emotions. And then lastly, your spirit. What are you doing to develop your relationship with God, to cultivate the presence of the Holy Spirit, to be still and know God, to, to study the word, particularly in areas of your life where you sense there's some weaknesses or you sense God is inviting you to learn more about, you know, maybe it's just the kingdom of God and learning about the kingdom. Maybe it's learning about the fruit of the Spirit and developing and cultivating God's fruit of the Spirit in your life. Maybe it's the armor of God. Maybe it's about your authority. Maybe it's about how to partner with God in the different areas of your life. What does it look like to partner with God at work? What does that look like to partner with God with yourself or in relationships? What does that look like? How can you really track with God in all you think, say, and do, right? In anything that he's leading and guiding you to. And how can you be more aware and connected to his presence every day? Is it praise? Is it worship? Is it, you know, a certain community that God wants to get you planted in so that you don't feel like you're just out there flailing in the wind, right? Maybe there's a community and divine helpers and divine connections that he has for you. So I just encourage you to investigate where is your potential currently just lying dormant, in your life and where are the areas, right, that God is inviting you to invest, to feed, to cultivate. And then what is your next step? Never dig all of this up without having a plan or without having a strategy. <laughs> so make sure that you write that down, get it in a planner, get it on your calendar and follow through. All right. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. If you're coming on here at the tail end, make sure you listen to the beginning of the episode where I share a bunch of great resources for you. And you can find all of those over at julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. 